It's interesting to note that this perek, which lists eight different arguments between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, does so in a very chronological order. All their arguments are to do with a meal, but more specifically they're to do with Shabbos meals. So we started off by having a machlokas about Kiddush, which we do right at the beginning of Shabbos, and then washing our hands for bread, and then where to put the napkin on during the meal, and then clearing away the meal, and now Mishnah will discuss Havdalah which comes at the end of Shabbos. And we're discussing actually a situation where somebody started eating on Shabbos, a bread meal, and you can, he continued his meal on to Motzei Shabbos. So he had not yet said Birksamazin for the food which he had eaten, but meanwhile Shabbos had gone out. And the person under discussion does not have enough wine for two different cups. He's got one cup of wine and that is all. Now it's an obligation when you say Birksamazin to do it on a cup of wine. You would say the brachas of benching, and once you've finished, you would say bo priagofen and drink the wine. But this person also has an obligation to make havdalah, which are the various brachas which he makes, marking the end of Shabbos and the beginning of the new week. And part of the havdalah process is making a bracha on a cup of wine and drinking that cup of wine. But this person only has one cup of wine, and therefore the halacha is that he needs to use the same cup of wine both for benching and for havdalah. Usually we have a rule of ein oisin mitzvahs chavilois chavilois, which means we don't make mitzvahs into bundles. We don't try and pack mitzvahs together and get them done with as little as possible, and therefore usually one would have to use two different cups. But since here he only has one cup, this is what he is supposed to do, and that is something which both opinions in our Mishnah agree upon. The Machrekes is about the order of Havdalah in such a situation. Now usually if you're not combining Berkas HaMozin with Havdalah, then there are three brachas that you make during Havdalah. The first one is the bracha on a candle, you have a flame, and you make a bracha about Hashem creating the fire. The reason being that it was only on Motzei Shabbos that Hashem put into Odom Horishon's mind to rub two stones together in order to create fire. And that was the first time that fire was created, and therefore we commemorate that during Havdalah. The next bracha is the blessing we make on spices, on Basomim, and the reason for this is because on Shabbos we have a Neshoma Yaseira an extra soul, or a more holy soul which is given to us over Shabbos, and once Shabbos goes out, that's taken away from us until next Shabbos. So in order to comfort us over the loss of our holier, higher level of a soul, we smell the basomim, and that's the second bracha which is made, where we praise Hashem for creating these spices. The third and final bracha is Havdalah, Havdalah itself, which is when we talk about how Hashem separates things, He separates Shabbos and the weekday, he separates day and night, light and dark. And the reason why this is the last bracha is to show that we're not eager to take out Shabbos. This is the only part of Havdalah which actually explicitly mentions the ending of Shabbos. So to show that we're not happy about that, we delay it until the end. So as we said, the Mishnah's discussion is somebody who only has one cup of wine and therefore he needs to combine Berkas HaMozayn with Havdalah. So Bishamay and Bishamay say, what is the order of brachas to make in this situation? Ner, first, like always, the first bracha is the bracha on the fire. Then umozain, then you say the brachas of benching. Then uvesomim, you make the bracha on smelling the spices, vahavdala, and then you do avdala. Uvesomim, uvesil say, actually ner, first make the bracha on the fire, he agrees with that, but then uvesomim, umozain. Then you make the bracha on spices, and only then do you bench, vahavdala, and say avdala at the end. So the machlokas between the Shammah and Mishilel is what comes first, the bracha on spices, or the bracha on benching. According to Beis Shammai, since the benching is blessing Hashem for benefit which you've already had, it should come before making a bracha on benefit which you're about to have, but haven't had yet. 
Whereas with Hill say no, it makes much more sense to put the bracha of spices next to the bracha on the fire because these two brachas are said when Shabbos goes out. That's when they were instituted to be said. Whereas benching hasn't really got to anything special to do with this time, and therefore it shouldn't interrupt between the two brachas which are supposed to be made when Shabbos goes out. Either way, they all agree that Havdalah should be said last to show that we are not eager to bring Shabbos out. Now we're going to have another machlekes about the bracha of Havdalah, the final bracha. B'sham and B'sham, I say, the wording of the bracha when we praise Hashem for creating fire is Shaborom Ur Ha'ish, who created the light of the fire. B'sham say, we actually say Burim Ur Ha'ish, the one who created the lights of the fire. Now the main difference between B'sham and B'shalel is that B'sham, I say, the light in the singular of the fire because he looks at fire as one light, as one light of fire, whereas we still say that actually there are many different colours in a fire, and therefore it's more appropriate to say the lights of the fire in the plural. Now it happens to be that they also argue on whether to say Shabora or Bore. The reason for this Shammai is because Bora is the normal way for saying he created in the past tense, and the Bracha is praising Hashem for creating fire the first time on Motsi Shabbos. Whereas Beis Hillel agree that we're praising Hashem for the original fire which was created. However, he uses the word Beire, which can be present tense or also the past tense. But since most Pesukim, when referring to the creation of the world, use the word Beire instead of Bara, so we still say that it's better to use the word Beire when referring to the creation of fire. But as I said, the main difference between Beisham and Beis Hillel is whether you refer to the light of fire in the singular or the plural. Mission Vov, while we're on the topic of the candle and the besomim which we make a bracha on on Matzi Shabbos, the mission tells us that One cannot make this bracha on Matzi Shabbos on a candle or spices which belong to a non-Jew over Shabbos. So if this flame had been a light on Shabbos, then one cannot make a bracha on it for the sake of Avdallah, the reason being that this candle was being used for something forbidden during Shabbos, because the non-Jew is presumably using the light of the candle to do something which is forbidden on Shabbos, and even though for him it's allowed, since for the Jews it's forbidden, it's not fitting to make a bracha on that, since it was used for something which violates Shabbos. Now the reason why one can't use the spices which belong to a non-Jew, is because we presume that he uses them for idolatry. We're talking specifically about spices which are used at a sort of banquet, or large meals, which are very often associated with idolatry, and therefore one should not make a bracha on those things, since they have been used to serve idolatry. Similarly, one cannot make a bracha on a candle which is placed next to a dead body, or on spices which are placed by a dead body. The reason being, again, slightly different for either one. When it comes to a flame which is next to a dead body, the purpose of the flame is just as a sign of respect for the dead, bo- the dead person, not in order to provide light. Proof being that they light a candle even if it's during the day. And so because the purpose of the flame here is not to provide light, it can't be used for Avdallah because the bracha of Avdallah is Berim Ure Ha'ish. We're praising Hashem for the light of the fire. Now the reason why one can't use the spices which are placed next to the dead body is because the purpose of the spices there are to counteract the bad smell of the corpse of the dead body. Not to give a nice smell, not to give you pleasure or comfort, and so since the purpose of the Basomim on Matzi Shabbos are to give you comfort, one shouldn't use the Basomim which are next to a dead body. And thirdly, Vlela Nevla Basomim Shalifna One shouldn't use a candle or spices which are placed in front of an idol. And the Gemara explains this is basically uh, explaining the first part of the Mishnah. When we said that you can't use spices belonging to a non-Jew, the reason for that is because of idolatry. So this last part of the Mishnah is coming to clarify that part. 
And now the Mishnah will end off with one last halacha about Havdalah, and that is a reversion on Aner. Actually, one is not allowed to make a bracha on the candle, on the flame, unless he can actually benefit from its light. Meaning he needs to be close enough that the light is actually something useful for him, and he can now tell the difference between two types of coins, the difference between his fingernail and the skin of his finger. There are different measurements given for how close he needs to be to the flame in order for it to be considered benefit. But the point is, since the whole bracha is praising Hashem for the light, it's like a normal bracha sanenin, a blessing made or benefit, and therefore you have to benefit from it in order to make the bracha. Mishnah Zayin, lechat chila, ideally, one must make the bracha after eating bread in the same place as he ate the bread, to show that the bracha is referring to the food you just ate. But what happens if Misha Ochal, somebody ate some food, he ate a meal, but he forgot to say Brig Samozain, he forgot to bless Hashem after eating. When he remembers, he has to go back to the place where he ate and then make the Brig Samozain over there, because Brig Samozain has to be said together with the eating. That you don't have to go back, rather, you're allowed to make the Brig Samozain in the place where you remember. Even though ideally you should make it in the same place as you ate, if you've left there, then you do not need to go back to make the bracha. Rather, you make the bracha where you are now. The mission now asks, Up until when can one make Brig Samozain? This could apply to the person we've just been speaking about, who forgot that he had to bench, or it could be talking about anybody. If you sit at your table after finishing eating, but you haven't benched yet, until when can you bench? The answer is, It's until the point that the food in your stomach begins to be digested. And the reason for this is because the Puzzle says, You shall eat the food, you'll be satisfied, and then you should bench. So as soon as you stop being satisfied and you start getting hungry again, i.e. as soon as you start digesting your food, you're no longer satisfied and therefore you can no longer say anymore. Mishnah Yud, what happens if you've got a group of people, they haven't had yet had wine during the meal, so if they have wine at the end of the meal, they're going to have to make a bracha on that wine. And indeed, wine comes to them at the end of the meal, after they've finished eating, but before they've benched. And that is the only cup of wine available. So if they drink it now, then there won't be a cup of wine for the benching. You can make a bracha on the wine now, you can drink the wine now, and there won't be wine for benching. And then you will make a bracha, or a number of brachas for the food, meaning you will bench without a cup of wine. You have to make a bracha on the food first, meaning you have to bench and you have to keep the wine for the benching, and then make a bracha on the wine and you can drink the wine after benching, because then you would have had the wine for benching. So the way we're understanding the Mishnah is that the Machlekes is, Beishamai hold, benching does not require a cup of wine, and a bracha on the cup of wine to be made after benching, whereas according to Beis Hillel, it is required. The parak ends off by telling us, One should answer Omein after hearing a Jew make a bracha. The point of the Mishnah being that even if you don't hear the entire bracha, for example, you just hear the last words, You can assume that he began by saying, Blessed is Hashem, etc., and that he is not praising some other power, some other idol. And so one should, and in fact he is obligated to answer Omein, even if he just hears the end part of the bracha. Some hold that he at least need to, needs to hear Hashem's name, however, according to most, it's enough just to hear the end part of the bracha. 
However, one should not answer Amen after a Kusi who makes a bracha. Remember, a Kusi is somebody who is part of the nation of Kusim who had a sort of doubtful conversion and they were constantly under suspicion of idolatry. Perhaps they hadn't left their previous idolatrous ways and therefore if you only hear the end part of the bracha by a Kusi, then you don't know if he had begun by praising Hashem or by praising some Avodah some idolatry. And therefore you cannot answer Amin unless you hear the entire bracha because Amin is effectively agreeing and saying that what you just said is true. So if the Kusi had just said that some sort of idol should be blessed and you answer Amin, then that is certainly not appropriate and therefore should be avoided, must be avoided unless you hear the entire bracha.